Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there, Stephen Chicken here. Sitting in a hotel room in Plymouth where... It has at least stopped raining. It's been overcast and humid all day. Um, but the sun is at least now out. But I thought I would stay in for a little bit and explain Town's financial accounts to you, which came out today. Uh, and I've been through them and I've analysed them. You might have read the write-up on the website already. You might have seen, I'm not sure if uh, if like the Swiss Ramble and Kerry Maguire have also had their say on things. Um, it's been my... Uh, my day off today, while the players are on a bit of a rest day as well after last night's friendly, I will, fingers crossed, be going into the training camp tomorrow um, before going to the friendly game in the evening. Um, so hopefully we'll have something more for you there. But today, let's focus on those finances and what it means, not just for town in the 2021-22 season, which is when we're talking about, but what it means for them in the here and now. So the main thing you notice, first of all, is that the revenues are way down, and this wasn't unexpected. Um, the parachute payments in year one are 55% of your what you'd expect to earn if you were still a Premier League club. In year two, it's 45%. In year three, it drops to just 20% of what you'd get from Premier League broadcast money. And Towner in year three, um, the drop isn't as dramatic as it otherwise would have been because the the parachute payments were cut in the season that was played behind closed doors um, for reasons that it's not even worth getting into now. The main thing is that Town's broadcast revenues that they got from the Premier League, the parachute payment was less than half of what they'd got the previous season. Um, And that was a massive factor in their income dropping by 31%. It was £44.5 million in 2020-21, despite the fact that they were playing behind closed doors in that season. Um, And... Last season, it was 30.8 million, as I say, a drop of almost a third in their revenues. Um, that's obviously, as I say, despite the fact that they earn an extra three and a half million pounds in match day revenues. Um, their commercial revenues, they brought in a, a million and a half pounds more. They more than doubled their commercial revenues, returned almost exactly to pre pandemic levels. Um, they did lose some money from uh, iFollow, obviously, but we're talking about, about 300,000 pounds there. We're not talking about huge numbers in the millions. Retail revenues, again, back up to pretty much what they were pre-pandemic level, up to £1 million. And remember that the season we're talking about was the year town reached the playoff final, which I'm sure will have helped in that that retail space. Lottery revenues were up by about 70k. Catering revenues were up as well. So almost across the board, apart from losing that I follow, the revenues were up, but town's revenues on a whole were down by almost a third. Just tells you how massively important the... TV rights are uh, to Premier League clubs and clubs that are relegated out of the Premier League. Now, the some of you may be one step ahead of me here. Town received 20% uh, as a parachute payment in 2021-22. That was the last of the parachute payments they are going to receive 
they're not going to get any more. They won't have got any in 22-23, the season that's just finished. They're not going to get any next season either. Um, that's about £17 million that they are going to lose um, off their revenues just from the parachute payments running out. So keep that number in mind, £17 million. In terms of overall debt, Town are in a better position than they were in the previous set of accounts. So they were in a better position at the end of the 21-22 financial year than they were in the 2021 financial year. Um, however, that is all down to reduction in their um, bank loans. Um, so they reduced that by £13.2 million. So they, at the end of June 2022, they still owed £2.9 million to the bank. Remember that. Uh, but Dean Hoyle had put an extra £10.5 million into the club over that financial year. Bear in mind that this is the financial year where he only came back into the club in November, um, which is four or five months into the financial year. Um, but he still put an extra £10.5 million into the club to keep things going. Um, that debt toil, um, Kevin Nagel has made clear that that debt has now been written off by Dean Hoyle other than a payment, and we don't know the amount of that payment, that would be payable to Dean Hoyle if Town were to get promoted to the Premier League. Obviously, it depends what the amount is, but that seems pretty fair um, to me. Um, but if we then learn that, that that amount is £40 million, it puts a different complexion on it, but I, I doubt it will be. I think, uh, from what we understand, is written off a start, substantial amount of his debt. We won't find out the information on that. Um, probably until the year after next, so we're looking at two years' time before we find that out, unless the club choose to disclose it. Um, before then. Now, I mentioned that £2.9 million that was owing to the bank. There is also a note in this account that any future transfer fees receivable have been assigned to the creditor for the repayment of the bank loan. So essentially, the next £2.9 million to come in the door after the 30th of June 2022 will have gone straight to the bank to settle that debt. We know that... I will stay on transfers, actually. The club made a net profit of £0.9 million from the sale of player registrations. Janino Bakuna and Pippa were the only players sold for fees in this accounting period, as far as I can tell. Now, you don't need to worry too much about the profit number. So you'll notice that I've said profit on player on sale of registrations and not just transfer fees. That's because a player's value, if you sign a player for £10 million, his value gets amortised over the period of his contract so after one year he might be worth seven million pounds on the books the year after that he might be worth four million pounds on the books the year after that he might be worth one million pounds and the year after that he might be nominally on the books worth nothing if you don't understand that don't worry about it it isn't something you need to worry about it's just a, an accounting thing because um, <laughs> the players are treated as assets but you don't you honestly you don't need to worry about it what it does mean is that the numbers that you get from things like profit from the sale of player registrations is not going to necessarily reflect the amount that they actually received in a transfer fee. Um, so in this 21-22 season, as I say, they sold Pippa and Janino Bakuna. So we've not got too much in terms of transfer activity to write home about in the 2021-22 season. If you recall, that was the year when they Christopher Schindler left on a free, Alex Pritchard left on a free... Their activity in that season was mostly about getting highly paid players, just get them off the end of their contracts more than it was about selling 
players. However, there is a note in the supporting narrative, uh, which is the basically the, the long bit of text at the start of the account before the numbers start, saying that in the 22-23 season, so the season just gone, Town paid £2.7 million in fees and made £8.7 million profit on disposals. That will have been buying Carl Hudlin, Jack Rodoni, Tyree Simpson, Michal Helic, and Thomas Vashlik. Um, and it will have included the sales of Lewis O'Brien, Harry Toffolo, and John Russell. For all I've just talked about, don't take the number at face value in terms of disposals. You almost can in this case because O'Brien is a academy product, so his book value will have been zero. John Russell was a free signing, um, so his book value will have been zero. And Harry Toffolo signed for about half a million pounds um, several years ago. So if anything was deducted from, from his calculation, it'll be pretty minimal. Um, Pippa doesn't count in this period because he counted in 21-22. So effectively, Town made on the books a £6 million profit on transfer fees last season, uh, including last summer. But remember that £2.6 million of that went straight to the bank, effectively. Um, so it is still a profit, £6 million profit, but about half of that profit, just under half of that profit, has gone to paying off a bank loan. So in terms of what that means for the profit and loss, the previous year, 2020-21, Town had made a £2.6 million pre-tax profit. The season that we're talking about now, 21-22, they made a £3.8 million loss uh, before tax. Again, usual disclaimer here, football is a business where cash flow is king, not profit and loss. So unless you're worried about financial fair play, as long as your owner is willing and able to keep putting the money in, you're not too worried about what the profit and loss is showing. It can be, um, I mean, obviously, if you're showing a £100 million loss and you're a championship club, you're in trouble. Um, But within reason, it isn't a great indicator of the overall health of the club. Um, because it doesn't tell you how much cash is actually coming in and the cash flow is is what keeps a business alive in general, but especially so in football, um, where, frankly, the objective very rarely is to make money like other businesses would. Um, Very few football clubs, particularly at championship level, make money. Basically, none of them do, um, unless they're extremely lucky and well-run with their, their transfer sales. So it's pretty clear... From that loss, the fact that they've gone from a profit to a loss, and from the increase in debt that they've accumulated um, to Dean Hoyle. And they they have decreased the debt number overall, but they've still put money into the club um, via via the owners. They needed pretty substantial cash injections from Dean Hoyle in the 21-22 season, and they will have done last season as well. Uh, I think that would not be um, a stretch to say. That, again, isn't too unusual for the championship and had been pretty par for the course throughout Hoyle's previous tenure when he was putting something like £10 million a year into the club. The reason I'm talking about this, though, is that because Town's parachute payments run out, they were already reliant on a big cash injection from Dean Hoyle to get through. Even if you take the bank loan out and we say that's gone now and we know that they've written off Hoyle's um, debt as well, but there was still more debt going on to that club and they've lost 17 million pounds in revenues in the 2022-23 season uh, which the numbers aren't available for yet they will be available next year but they in 20 if the wage bill for 22-23 
was the same as the wage bill for 21-22, town would be paying more in wages than they were actually bringing in in revenue. They're already making a £3.8 million loss in 21-22, a year when, admittedly, they've had no substantial player sales, but they've still made that loss with the final year of their parachute payments. And this is where Kevin Nagel is talking about financial fair play and the financial constraints that are on them. Because you take that £3.8 million loss, you assume, for the sake of argument, a similar level of outgoings to that season, but last year, but without that £17 million, Town are then looking at a £20 million loss. Um, Again, that's a hypothetical, but just keep that in mind. Because then over those two years, you're looking at £24 million lost. Fine, it's been paid for, doesn't matter, you don't need to worry about that. Except, under financial fair play, town, and it it varies by club depending on when your recent Premier League and Championship history, but for town, they can lose up to £39 million over any three-year period. And the EFL will be fine with that. They're not going to run afoul of any FFP restrictions. They're not going to face any sanctions or anything like that. If they go over that three thirty-nine million pounds over any three years, same as any championship club, they're potentially involved with the EFL over financial fair play. Now, bear in mind the little thought experiment we just did, where town would be what was that twenty-four million pounds over two years in the hole, another twenty million pounds there over the thirty-nine million. Now, in reality, I think that's unlikely to happen because remember that. A lot of the money that was going into town was effectively going straight to paying off those bank loans. So unless they've taken out several million pounds of new bank loans, that is a debt they're no longer servicing. However, obviously that is more than made up for by the loss in parachute payments. They've still got a bit of a a gap to cover if they want to be anywhere near self-sustainable. So this is where you are seeing... Kevin Nagel talking about the need to increase revenues and he's the way that he's talking about it, they want to do that pretty immediately. It sounds like they want to be selling more food and drink in the stadium on match days. They want to be selling more merch on match days and in general. Um, I expect that they'll be looking at the whole commercial side of the business and saying, where can we get better value out of here? They may be able to leverage extra deals in America because my read on that documentary that was released was that that was a play to try and get an American audience onto Huddersfield Town. And they know it's not going to be the size of a Wrexham, but any size of audience in America for Huddersfield Town is better than the minuscule audience that they already had. So if you're trying to build up the revenues, obviously you're never going to make up for those parachute payments. Uh, that's seventeen million pounds. That's that's pie in the sky. But if they can increase those revenues, and realistically, they're probably going to have to build bring that wage bill down. Um, and we know that the squad that they've got assembled now is more or less the same as the squad that they had last year, minus your loanees. Some of those loanees will have been very expensive. Um, I imagine. I think I'm right in saying. They will have paid Tino Andrin's wages for the whole of last season because um, he didn't officially get recalled by Chelsea in January despite getting injured um, in November or December. Um, I think people think that Premier League loans are cheap. They're not. A Kane Kessler Hayden, for example, is probably earning more than any of Town's players are. And Aston Villa want, will have wanted a portion of that wages, if not all of those wages, covered by Town 
So those contribute to the wage bill. So this is where you're seeing Kerry Nagel talking about the need to be careful um, with how much they spend. It's not just a, it's not an unwillingness from him or it's not purely, I mean, I can't say because we would need to see what he would do if town circumstances were different, but I think we can say it's not purely an unwillingness to put his hand in his pocket. They actually do need to be careful with the amount of money that they're spending and how much they record in their profit and loss at the end of this season. Uh, bear in mind, Neil Warnock won't be cheap either, um, his wages. so And Town haven't made any substantial sales this summer. Um, they've actually retained likes of Josh Garoma. Um, I think if they could sell a Lee Nichols, a Sorba Thomas, that would probably be quite helpful to them in a business sense. However, if you ask Neil Warnock, I'm sure he would want to hang on to those players. I think this might be where you're seeing other players being linked away. So Dwayne Holmes, for instance, is being talked about for a transfer to Preston North End. Um, it looks like that is moving along and he, you know, if he leaves the club, it wouldn't be a surprise at this stage. Dwayne Holmes is not a massively high earner by championship standards, but he will be at the higher end of town's earnings. Same with Jordan Rhodes. Um, and then you've got other players who are probably not massive earners, but they're still in the first team squad and earning a wage and not playing. Um, so likes of Will Boyle, who didn't play a minute under Neil Warnock and Warnock loves Will Boyle has nothing but good words to say about him, but he didn't play a minute. Um, Conor Mahoney barely played this season has, has contributed basically nothing. Um, so if town can't sell a Torba Thomas, a Lee Nichols, and they want to bring the wage bill down, those are the kinds of players who you would sensibly look to first if you wanted to trim the fat a little bit. They don't have as much fat as they had a few years ago, unfortunately, when they got rid of the likes of Alex Pritchard and Isaac and Benzer and uh, you know, players like that who had been signed in the Premier League days and, let's just say, didn't get anywhere near earning the kind of money that they were on. But there is still a little bit that they can do and they may have to do it if they want to start bringing players in and they're not going to make a, a big sale this summer. I think the benefit that Town have wages-wise this season is that a decent chunk of that squad are young players who are not earning the wages that you would expect them to be earning in a couple of years' time. Um, likes of Brahima Diara, who will probably play substantial first team minutes this year. Uh, Jaheim Headley, another one. Um and they will be expected to basically show that they deserve those higher wages, as as with any player at any club. So that does help Town keep the wage bill down a little bit. But if they do want to bring in a striker, say, uh, and Neil Warnock has talked about wanting to bring in players to play in more advanced positions, those players are the most expensive ones you're going to get, both in terms of transfer fee and wages. It just is the way it is in football in general. Uh, attacking players who do the actual goal scoring and goal creation are the ones who tend to cost the most. So if Town are already having to be careful with the FFP and they want to bring in some of the most expensive players they could possibly add to their squad and the objective is to add quality and not just sign another Conor Mahoney because they happen to be a winger or another Orlando Aarons, they want someone who's actually quality, they're probably going to have to move some of these kinds of fringe players out. That's what I'm getting from the accounts anyway. Um, and that's pretty consistent with the messaging that we've had uh, from Kevin Nagel and Jake Edwards since they've come into the club. 
it is worth stressing this kind of position is not unusual there's lots of clubs in this kind of position out or worse in the championship there's lots of clubs who are much better off let's be honest you know there's another load of clubs who are earning those parachute payments now that town have just lost and they'll benefit from that but they also will some of them have their own Isaac and Benzers um, sitting in their squads who, who need moving on you know Stoke never particularly broke that cycle and and that has has really hurt them it took them a long time to get out of that so it's not the parachute payments is a, a separate issue that I could talk about for a long time I think they are not the big evil that everyone that certain people like to make them out to be when I've looked at the numbers all parachute payments have done over the past since they were introduced basically about 20 years ago is they have stopped your Portsmouths, your Leeds. Um, it's slowed down the rate at which that happens where a club drops out of the Premier League and then end up basically going to the wall or very close to it. And that's exactly what they were designed to do. It hasn't actually led to a massive increase in the number of clubs bouncing straight back up and it hasn't led to a reduction in the number of teams that come from League One um, and have a really good go at getting promoted and, and some of them do go on to get promoted. So, however, there is some data to suggest that in recent years that is starting to change and that actually they are maybe a disproportionate advantage in the championship now. But that is a subject for another day. Uh, My point is, town are not in any kind of exceptional circumstance financially. They're a pretty unremarkable side, to be honest, when it comes to their finances. They have less debt than pretty much any championship club now if that Dean Hoyle debt has been written off which is positive um but they also at least for the next year need to look after the pounds a little bit and once they get past this this year they'll get further and further away from the the big loss that i anticipate they will have made in the 2022-23 season it will count less and less towards their ffp so that's the finances. I hope that was not too boring. Just having a man pacing around a hotel room, reading off an iPad um, and talking about money. Uh, I appreciate that plenty of you won't have got anything out of that whatsoever. And you just want to know, when are you signing a striker? Um, which is absolutely fair enough. I also would like to know when town is signing a striker and who it's going to be. But we're going to have to wait for that. Um Hope that was useful. Please let me know, by the way. I didn't get any response to last night's podcast. Uh, Let me know if you enjoyed it or if you thought it was a big load of poo because I don't want to waste my time doing them if you aren't enjoying them. And if this isn't an invitation for praise, I actually genuinely don't know if the one that I released yesterday was at all entertaining or whether it was just massively self-indulgent. So if you enjoyed it, please let me know. Um, And... Hopefully tomorrow I will be back with you with another update. If not, speak to you soon. Goodbye.